0: Welcome to Episode 91 of the Business in Morocco podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the state of education. Um, It is currently November 2020. And there have been a lot of changes to education this year. And we're specifically going to discuss uh, the advantages and limitations of online education, virtual learning, and the advantages and limitations of in-person Classes. And we've invited our friend uh, Zubir Jabran to uh, join us in the conversation. He has a lot of expertise and experience in this field, the founder of internationalmorocco.com and Exchange Lab. Um, so, Zubir, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Ryan, for for inviting me.
0: Well, we want to open the podcast with your story. Uh, take us back to February and tell us about Exchange Lab and, and tell us the story up until today.
1: OK, so um, uh, I had, uh, you know, we, we had a number of companies. We, we used to work exclusively with companies. So we had a number of companies. And when the lockdown was imposed, we had to uh try online classes so um we tried online i had worked um, i had worked using zoom before so it wasn't uh that uh, new for me uh and um uh, i suggested to, to to companies and some of them were open uh to try others did not were not and um there are some companies that even suggested that and i, I tried Uh, So after 15 days, I sent them uh, a message individually to every student asking whether they like the experience and uh, uh, all of them uh, said they like the experience. And some some said, you know, even if the lockdown is uh, is gone, want to continue uh, studying online. So what I did later is, you know, I got in touch with a tourism organization. Uh, They got in touch with uh, with me. Uh, through a friend of mine, um, they wanted English classes and uh, didn't have didn't even have a lot of money. You know, the tourism sector was affected, so they didn't have uh, a, a lot of money. And I gave them an 80 percent discount. And I thought, you know, I should take this opportunity to really try online classes and, uh, uh, you know, at least, uh, you know, to try the, to organize the classes in a way that would be, that makes it easy for for the students and i did that for the whole for two months uh, one month before ramadan and the whole and uh, the whole of ramadan and then uh they liked the experience they wanted to continue so i decided to open it for the public uh, i created the website uh um, and and i started advertising the classes and you know guys my position on on english as the second language uh, in Morocco I want to one of the things that I think um, th- that I want to do is to expand the circle of English of the English com- speaking community in Morocco and I aligned that with with this business and I uh, suggested classes for for 200 derms uh 12 hours a month uh, which is very inexpensive for for Moroccans and um, if people tried they love the experience and they're you know, uh, Uh, A lot of them have been with us ever since, and um,
2: we've been growing uh, beyond our uh, expectations. That's amazing. Do you have classes for different levels of English speakers, or does everybody need to meet a minimum requirement? So the first thing we ask them to do is to,
1: to sit for a test, a diagnostic test um they give us the score we determine the level and we put them we put them in, in levels you know we have different levels all levels now and uh, even we separate them by age you know we have uh, students from six to nine and then from 10 to 14 and then teens from 14 to uh, 18 and then adults but most of our classes are are adults our adult classes I see. Yeah.
0: So you uh, what are some of the, the advantages of going online? From your, your point of view, in terms of a business perspective, and also uh, a learning perspective?
1: Uh, from, from a business perspective, I think the, the most important thing is, you don't you don't need an office anymore. And you're not limited to only to what to what that class can 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 contain. So, so for example, in, 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 in language schools, what they do is they open uh, enrollment four times a year, okay, uh, once in every season, and they, 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 they fill out and they stop, uh, whereas we don't stop because we don't have any physical classes uh we don't like the enrollment has been has has been going you know since we started every 15 days every two two weeks we have we have a class or two so that's that's uh, the most important advantage business wise as far as as uh you know uh, in terms of the classes themselves or the pedagogical aspects of the classes um you know, we have been discovering the advantages one after uh, the other, and we're sure there are others that we haven't yet paid attention to. Uh, but you know, I can name just a few. Um, for example, uh, if, if you're managing a school, you want to make sure that the teacher is doing their job, and um, you know, if if you're if you're in a school, you want to uh, you know access the classes inspect the 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 quality of instruction which is you know it's not easy to do Uh, online you can just click on the link the same link that the teacher gives to the students and you're one of them they don't pay attention to to you so you can manage the quality of of the classes also students one of the you know i had the office uh ryan kirk um, you know visited uh, me in i think in 2018 and uh one of the biggest issues i had is uh i worked with professionals and um they found it difficult to find to find parking you know spot mm-hmm. and uh, you don't have that you know people co- you know t- start the class or take the class from home and they're comfortable mm-hmm. so you know there are a lot of advan- advantages uh that made us think that teaching a language should be online should be online so, Zabir, do
2: you limit the the class size or can you have as many students as as you want you know uh
1: in the beginning i thought because when i when I started with uh, uh, the the uh, tourism organization we were there were between 30 sometimes 30 students attend sometimes but it was between 30 and 40 i thought this is. Bad. They can all, uh, you know, follow. They can all listen. They can all interact. Not not all in one class, but you know, you know, in a week or two, they can all speak. They can all uh, talk. And I made sure that everyone spoke and had the time to interact with other students and and with me. Uh, but uh, um, you know, I decided to do uh, when I opened for the public. I decided to to limit the class to twenty five students. Uh, we started working, and then uh, some some students said it was too much, so we dropped it to 17. So now, uh, where you know, we have classes uh, for 17 students per class, and that's uh, that's really comfortable. Everyone gets a chance to to talk in one class.
2: Yeah. So you're- Can you tell us a little bit about how you've been collecting payment. I mean, you've got students from across the country and no uh, physical locations. Yeah, so so yeah, so put them together in a
1: in a WhatsApp group, students from the same class, and uh, we send them. Um, but but I talk to them individually at the end of the month, you know, so that so they, they I, I let them know that they have to pay, and they pay again. Same process, they take a picture of the of the receipt uh, from the bank or that you know message that you get when you when you send um, when you make a transfer uh, using the bank app. So, uh, and I, you know, just verified the number and that's it. I confirmed their, their payments. It's not that, that complicated, but you know, I want to introduce the online payments. Uh, I'm working on that right now.
0: So Zubir, I mean, you've, you've hit on a few of the points that I had written down in my notes for the episode. I mean, clearly economies of scale is an advantage. I mean, you can have 17 students in a class You can still have some interaction, but you don't need office space. Um, You can have, uh, you know, groups, you could do breakout groups if you wanted to. Um, The ability to teach more people at one time is clearly an advantage. Reduce costs. You you don't need your office space. You don't need a place to teach and you don't even really need an office space for, for the team. So you can pass those savings on to your students. You mentioned no parking. Yeah, nobody has to drive anywhere, right? So there's no travel time. So it's yeah. incredibly more efficient for the students and the teacher is that I don't yeah. have to go anywhere. I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to park anywhere. And all of that matters. You know, for me, it's like, because I'm teaching at CIST, which is uh, the Morocco school for Cardiff Metropolitan University in Wales. CIS location here in Casablanca and like 25% of my time that I allocate to this job is like traveling or like waiting, yeah. you know, so you got the efficiencies there. Um, my question for you is uh You're teaching English. Um, have you thought about uh, the limitations of what types of subjects are good for teaching online or virtually uh, clearly teaching language is working um, would you imagine there be other types of, of classes or subjects that would maybe not work so well online i
1: think i think the question for me is what kind of classes cannot be taught online because you know uh, i think that whoever says that you know they, uh, this class or this type of education cannot go online i think they should they're the ones that should justify that because uh, you know there are different universities throughout the world offering um, classes in different subjects and uh, i have i'm not aware that for example a program failed because that kind of uh, um, education was not possible online but I would think, I would say that certain age groups, um, it's better if they study online, uh, study in in presential classes or normal classes, in person classes. I think, I think these are kids. Uh, Although we have kids, like I said, like I said, we have uh, kids from, kids classes from six to uh, 14. i think i think they need that sort of interaction with other students with other classmates because that, that's you know uh, how they position themselves in, in the world you know through, through through those games and you know playing and so forth but uh you know I, I, this doesn't mean they're not doing well they're really doing well they're sometimes some some kids classes are, are doing phenomenal they're they're learning quite fast and, and so forth um some students you know basically six years old sometimes we find issues with them because you know their parents put them in front of the uh, computer to 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 study and they they don't have a conception of online education they can't they can't you know make sense of it so sometimes you you have their parents sitting next to them and you know uh, telling them to 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 answer or to say something or to ask a question or so forth but i think uh this age group i think should should study in normal classes uh and it doesn't mean that they shouldn't study a language or two online i think it's it's good for them
2: zabir can you tell us a bit about how you've been marketing i know you you mentioned that you just really opened this up to the public in may and june but you know already you have around 300 students who are participating in your classes so how has the company made itself known, and how have you found new customers? Um,
1: I started. I, I took your advice, uh, Ryan. Um, uh, I still remember watching one of your videos where you said, uh, uh, "If you want to make sales, you have to start from the people around you, and then you know their friends." And so that, that, that's exactly what I did. I went to every person uh, that I know that didn't, that wanted to learn English. And I like, you know, you can start. I gave, I made, I I, I gave them, I gave some people, you know, free classes for a month to try, uh, but I used Facebook ads. Um, I made sure that the literature was simple, was clear, uh, convey and, and conveys the message and uh, started advertising on Facebook and, um, again it's only 200 dirhams so a lot of people were like you know we can try this mm-hmm. if it works then if it doesn't work then then we, we're not going to lose a lot so they tried they liked it and you know they're still with us
2: when you yeah I, I, so do they have to renew at the end of each month so they pay 200 dirhams they get 12 hours of class and then if they like it and they want to move forward they do it again for the next month yes yes that's exactly it <laughs> usually
1: this is how it works uh, in language centers, you pay the whole trimester. So that's 30 hours that they pay uh, in advance, they pay in the beginning. Uh, We don't do that. We charge them every month, we charge them 200 terms every month. Um, You know, we don't want them to to send, you know, it's difficult for people, especially this is something that needs to be taken into account. I think one of the reasons why online education didn't work in Morocco is because this wasn't taken into account you're you're dealing with people that don't know anything about online classes they don't know anything about you as a school uh, some of them are in different cities so it's difficult to trust you you know and send you for example 500 terms although that's not much you know when you're when you when you're studying a language for 30 hours so we decided to keep to keep it as low as possible, and and we didn't. I think the the, the monthly the monthly pay was you know the best we could think of. Mm-hmm.
0: Zubir, when you you talk about uh, the advantages of the limitations is, is based on age. Um, you know I agree with you. Y- young kids they just don't have the attention span. It's hard to monitor. Uh, there's no reason adults can't learn. But you know my personal opinion is that you know, virtual learning is probably best for learning technical skills, uh, languages, programming. If you're, if you're learning something specific that has a set of facts or, or you're learning how to, to uh, use a project software, using any kind of software, computer skills, those are all appropriate. Um, I think that when you get, you get, into some limitations or disadvantages is what I told the students at Cist. I mean, my opinion, the 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 university or the master's degree, there are three components that are that are valuable, and one is the knowledge. Okay, so that's one component. Two is the diploma, like the degree, that's valuable, and three is the relationships. And to me, they're they're almost equal, if not. Most heavily weighted towards the relationships, meaning uh, even more than a third of the value is the people. And the example that I gave them was, you know, I did a master's in business in the states, and I knew that if, if for some reason, I went back to the states, I could make ten phone calls to people I met in that school in that program, and they would get me job interviews. Yeah. And so. When we talk about the limitations of online learning. I think the relationship aspect of the students suffers dramatically. You're really not going to develop a bunch of relationships in a virtual setting, in my opinion, a lot of the conversations that take place during class or in between class before and after class like that's gone in a virtual environment, for the most part, Um, and even now at the school, you know, we're not even allowed to turn the desks, right? So um, that inhibits group work, but it even makes it more difficult online doing group work. So um, these are sort of my my thoughts about the limitations of online learning, but I I do agree with you that when it comes to languages or other technical skills, it, it makes perfect sense to have the learning occur online.
1: Um. Yeah, you know, I can tell you my experience uh, about that or our experience about that. Um, um, like I said, we, we bring the students in a group, in, in WhatsApp groups, and um, they interact with each other. It's, an, it's, you know, it's a space where they interact with, uh, with each other and with the teacher, whether they have a class or not. So, so it's not like the, the relationship aspect is totally absent. absent. Uh, for example, a couple of weeks ago, um, one of one of our students um, uh, contracted the virus, and she told us. And the students started asking about her every day. You know, every day they would check on her, call her, and so forth. And also because we have the break uh, the breaking rooms, um, you know, students get a chance to interact with each other in small groups and that helps them you know create relationships and so, sometimes you know give them a homework and and, and the teacher leaves and uh, leaves leaves them in, in in small groups and they and they keep talking and interacting for 45 minutes after the class is over mm-hmm. so so the, the 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 relationship aspect is not totally absent it's it's something that we rely on because it helps create this culture within the institution uh, and um but it's you know you can argue uh, that it's not as real as you know uh, like real interactions but but again uh, there, there is an advantage uh, 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 an advantage associate associated with that which is you know people get uh, get a chance to uh, meet and interact with uh, other students from different parts of morocco not only from casablanca which is a good thing they might need, you know, help from, from someone in FAZ and they, you know, they call a friend or a classmate and...
2: Yeah, and it is an option as the school grows and, and as you, you develop that you could start grouping together people geographically and then they could choose to meet together socially if they wanted to. So That's the teacher fine. might be in one spot, but you might have a few friends that are in the same city and you say, oh, let's meet up together face to face. We're thinking
1: about that, uh, about uh, including that, you know, organizing uh, meetings for, for, for the students, um, uh, in a, for example, in, in Casablanca or Rabat um, for lunch or something, you know, we just talked about it amongst us. But it's like you said, yeah.
2: So, Zubair, who do you think is your competition? Do you think you're competing against other English schools in Morocco that are trying to develop? An online platform and maybe pivot, you know, I think about all the physical locations in Casablanca the well established schools that have been there for years and had have billboards and a reputation um, and now they're probably scrambling to do more online. Are they your main competition or are you competing with schools from all around the world that that can teach English and a Moroccan could can simply access them from home. um I think uh,
1: most of the schools that I know uh, that offered uh, you know normal classes before they're struggling now with online classes and they're hoping for this uh, lockdown too and so things go back to normal except that mm. not going to go back especially as far as uh, language instruction is concerned because um the, one of the biggest reasons why people uh come to us is, is not because of the lockdown they come to us because they realize they think about it they realize you know that's the best way to to, to study a language because you know uh they they get to um uh, be part of a class from their phone or from the, their computer and they don't have you know part of partly the advantages we talked about earlier mm-hmm. uh but um, my main competition or our main competition uh, let me just point out that we're two partners um, um uh, my other partner is uh uh Hassiti, is uh, the pedagogical director uh you've met him ryan
2: mm-hmm.
1: so um uh, the main competition uh, are schools that i didn't hear about before and they're now uh, just like um, uh, my case that, that that tried online classes and it worked and they're, they're only online class uh, they're offering online uh, English sorry online schools uh, only so I, I think there is a wave now of schools that uh, the online schools that that, that that came that came that came about and um, is trying to to um, to recruit students from different parts of Morocco. As far as um, international competition, I don't think you know. I, I see I, I see advertisements, but but the kind of uh, model that, that they offer is something that's difficult to um, to 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 sell, uh, which is you know uh, classes recorded classes, not live classes. Uh, uh-huh. So, the, you know, in in in, in recorded classes. There, there is an aspect missing, which is, I think, very, very important, which is commitment, You need to interact with people. So, so, so you build that commitment and, and students, uh, you know, come to the class because, you know, they, they know the teacher will ask them uh, why they missed that class. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: just listening to you, Zabir, I hear a couple of, of opportunities, some competitive advantages. I mean, clearly, one, the fact that you can get paid in rock and durhams which is something that international competition may have a hard time doing two if you can really develop this network and really promote the breakout groups so building a network like a community uh, maybe even a message board something that students can interact on the website not just in the in the groups but um you know, maybe you build a library of other content and videos and stuff like that. If you can create a competitive advantage, if you have this network, this social network of students that are interacting and aware of each other, that could be something that that you would have you be unique, sort of about your, your school. So I would definitely think about increasing the the interaction among students.
1: Yes, um, we were going to introduce a platform that allows uh, students uh, to log in to the, to the website and g- get, get to the platform. They would There was a space for, for you know like t- t- announcements, billboards, uh, sorry, um, a, 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 even a space where they could interact with each other, a, spa- a place where, where we announce um, you know, events and so forth. But uh, there were a number of uh, limitations, you know, that made us think that it was too early. But that's really part of the plan.
2: Yeah, I think also another one of your advantages is even though you're speaking in English, you are Moroccans teaching Moroccans. And so the event that I attended with you, we were discussing topics that were relevant to Morocco in a Moroccan context from a Moroccan perspective, and I think of other language classes I've taken, you know, I took a number of French classes and I was in Morocco, but I was learning about things in Paris or French art and culture and things that they are, you know, in some ways tied to the language, but ultimately I I wish there was more Morocco, Moroccan centric content so i think yeah. that's another one of your your competitive advantage that sets you apart from the international competition yeah you know like i'm i'm a teacher before you know,
1: before i i i, I was an entrepreneur and you know we have really um and this is something that i share with the pedagogical director we um we have you know specific goals while we're doing this we're not just teaching them the language we're offering them a space where they could exchange that's the name exchange lab we want them to uh use the language in context and um, use the language to interact with people from different uh, parts of the world and be aware of different perspectives and you know help create their own perspective something that would be identifiable you know for example um, and in, when you talk to someone from India, you know, you kind of ha- have an idea about that sort of perspective, a European, uh, you have, there is a European perspective, North American and so forth. We want to create an, um, a Moroccan perspective that would be, um, you know, uh, that would be identifiable and, um, that can be exchanged with, um, you know, people from different, uh, backgrounds, cultural backgrounds. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, let's let's transition a little bit more and talk, you know, broadly about education. We've already mentioned a few things, but I want to talk specifically about, you know, when is in-person education appropriate? Uh, When is it the best idea? Um, And and what are some of the advantages uh, of in-person education? Ryan, what are what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think. Um, as, as Zubir has pointed out, there's all these advantages to, to shifting to Zoom and, and whether we like it or not, a lot of education will be online. It's a, it's a necessity during this pandemic and a lot of countries are mandating that there just isn't the option. So there might come a time where there's, there's the choice and people get, really get to decide. But in the meantime, we really need to recognize what we're missing by shifting to online and then look for ways to compensate, to make up for that. And one thing that comes to mind is the relationships, as you mentioned. And so we need to, as much as we can, prioritize face-to-face time, even if the people that you're learning alongside are not the people that you get to interact with. We have to recognize that our social development, our network building trust with people, these things will will never go away. And so even if my classes are in another country and my teacher and classmates, I don't get to meet face to face. I need to replace that normal social time like in in the past, we would go to school, we would have those interactions with people in our in authority over us. With colleagues with classmates, uh, this the conversations that happened before and after we need to replicate that in our in our lives somehow even if it's just with those that you live nearby or that you live with, your, your roommates or your, your family, we need to really prioritize relationships. And I think that really ties into our mental health. In the past, um, we were getting a lot of uh, interactions with other people. We were moving out of the house, you know, traveling, going places. And now that's been much more limited and this can really affect our, our mental health. And so we need to be more intentional. Maybe in the past we had to be more intentional with our physical health thinking, okay, I need to make sure I exercise, I stay fit. Now we need to do the same with our, our social emotional health. Am I getting enough interaction? Am I seeing people? Am I getting enough human contact? We need to be more intentional with that today or else we're gonna suffer consequences. So that's an adjustment we need to make for those that are, that are studying online. You know, I've seen memes of students, basically they, they roll out of bed, to their desk, then they are interacting with their laptop all day long, and then they're back in their bed. And they're hardly having any uh, fresh air, any exercise, any interactions with humans. And we really need to make sure that that's not being eradicated in our lives.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, uh, from what I've been reading, there's a there's a strong correlation between uh, vitamin D levels, meaning the amount of sunlight you're getting per day, and the, and, and the seriousness of, of not only coronavirus, but, but other uh, viruses in general, and I think in general it's just unhealthy to be indoors all day, looking at screens. Uh, you certainly need to get out, get, interact with people, get sunlight, uh, get exercise. Um, but there is a place for online education, as we mentioned with Exchange Lab and Zubir, learning things like English or languages, uh, other hard subjects. I think where where online or virtual learning breaks down uh, is with the hard sciences, with engineering, with' yes. you're, you're trying to learn to be a doctor or a physical therapist or a nurse. Um, you're trying to learn to to be a scientist that's, Doing labs or you know a veterinarian dealing with with if you're dealing with physical life right you're not going to learn how to to weld. Through an online class right, so when you're talking about these hard skills fixing cars, you know, providing medical treatments building houses and buildings. You know, maybe just the bare basics of knowledge in these subjects can be covered online but. If nothing is going to replace the practical experience of of hands-on. Yeah.
1: you know the, the theoretical aspect of of education could be covered online, whereas the more practical um, elements or side of which it cannot be replaced uh, by online education. I just, I just want to add to what you guys said that uh, there are ways. Uh, oh, first of all, we do need to be intentional about about uh, you know our social interactions but there are ways uh, that we recommend to our students to make the experience uh, better in that regard which is you know they have to turn their cameras on you know we we, we don't make it compulsory but we just recommend that they turn the ca- their cameras on and we see you know uh, from, uh, the, the, the level of interaction is, is way better when they have their cameras on when they can see each other uh, and mm-hmm. it just means that they take it seriously and for, the, for for us as teachers, we know whether the student from from their, you know, uh, micro expressions. We know whether they're uh, able, to, whether, whether they understood, whether they're you know, still haven't really got it, uh, and and we know whether we should explain more or give exercise and so forth. So this you know, uh, if taken into account, can can you know improve the the, the experience or the social experience.
2: Yeah, that's very true. And I noticed that when I attended the class with you, Zubir, that I've been on a lot of Zoom calls in the previous several months, and there was a much higher percentage of people that had their camera turned on. Usually when you get into numbers where you're you're over 30, 40, 50 people, a lot of people prefer to have their video off and their sound muted. But in your case, most people were, were there and you could see them engaging. And so both as a classmate and also as a teacher, as the one speaking or providing the content, it's very, very helpful. And I think you get more from your teacher. I think the teacher is more engaged and is able to do a better job teaching when they can see the audience, to see the participants there. Yeah. Uh,
0: Finally, uh, in this conversation, uh, and I think we've mentioned some of them already, the the limitations of of in-person training. One is you gotta meet in person, right? So there's the risk of spreading disease, Um, just that alone, right? If you're online, there's really no risk of catching, as far as we know, there's no risk of catching the virus through the internet, right? Um, But some other limitations are, you have to have a physical space. I mean, you, you have to rent, you have to pay rent on a building And classrooms and cleaning and electricity and internet and, and everything that goes along with that, uh, you know, that's a significant cost to, to in-person education. And I think what you'll see when we come out of this pandemic is that those types of education that simply don't need those facilities in order to succeed, they're, they're just going to go away. And what's going to be left are, are the educational institutions where, it really is absolutely necessary to have in-person classes in order to effectively educate the people in the subject uh, that you're talking about. And then again, the limitation of, of driving and parking and commuting and traffic and all of that. Um, it's it's a it's a cost associated with in-person education, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I just
1: want to Say, you know, if we're going to talk about education in, in general, I think uh, the shift to online classes has failed uh, in Morocco, uh, it's in both public and um, private sector. And I think you know, I, I just want to probably share, uh, that one of you know, some of the um, things that we took into account and that made the, the experience successful for us. Um, you need Uh, you know a a software you need to uh, be fixed on a software to to determine the software you need to do your research as an institution about uh, the software that you're going to use to weigh the advantages and disadvantages of that and you know in public education this is this is uh, you know this blew my mind when i first heard it Uh, in public education they only used whatsapp group so this is how it went uh, someone would uh, the, the teacher would um, take a picture of, for example of a text. he would explain it in uh, vocal messages and uh, would n- take a picture of, um, of the exercise and the students were right that will do the homework or the, or the exercise and they take pictures of that exercise they send it back to the teacher and it was a mess. Uh, they didn't use any uh v- video uh like uh, video software like the one we're using zoom and uh, that's I- important you need to know the kind of software you're using to really research it and you need to have one most importantly uh, the other thing is hardware uh the hardware also uh, like a phone is not as good uh, or as, you know, it doesn't give you, you know, the same experience as as a computer. Uh, I recently run, uh, we we try, first of all, to accentuate the importance of using a computer rather than a phone, because phone is, you know, a lot of our students that try the phone and the computer, they say the computer experience is so much better. So uh, I run a survey recently amongst uh, our students and something like 170 people uh, answered the question. It was one question to use. Uh, w- which gadget do you use? computer, uh, tablet, and a phone? And something like 33% of our students uh, use the phone. So we're trying to get that to 20%. So uh, the phone really enhances the experience. Uh, also, <clears throat> there is a, a management situation here. Uh, imagine you have two classes. You gotta run them. You gotta run them in a in a consistent way. So you need to be able to know how to manage them and be consistent in uh, while doing that. And uh, also take into account that um, that the people you're dealing with don't know anything about online classes. It didn't exist before in Morocco. You know, we knew there were classes online, but I never took part myself in an online in a live class so uh the first thing that you have to do is to educate people on the subject <clears throat> you know they say you know when you introduce a new product you have to educate people a lot of mar- uh, money goes to marketing the the the, 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 the product, and most importantly educating the customer on uh, on the product so you need to do that when 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 you receive a call from uh, for example a client you gotta explain the situation uh so so they trust you and also there is a cultural element to this you need to um you need to instill the importance of edu- of or or the fa- the practicality of online education in in the culture uh, a phone or any any device is not associated so, so associated with education especially in in our context in our cultural context so you need to work on that and i think if this is taken into account, uh, account and our experience, it's, you know, the, we don't have a lot of classes, you know, just three hundred students, but I think that can be uh, multiple can be can be uh, reproduced uh,
2: at a larger scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Zubair, it's exciting to see what you're doing, and you you've put into practice a lot of the principles that we've discussed on this podcast you know we we talked at the beginning of the lockdown in april and may we spent a lot of time talking about the opportunities that this would present and the the need for companies to pivot and to adjust and to discover new business models to capture new new customers and you think 2 years ago You know as a small english school you're competing against some some big players you know amid east and british council and american language center and british workshop and they have you know big reputation big building big budgets but the tables have turned and now these places are struggling and their buildings are empty and you're a little guy that's coming up and becoming a big guy and it's exciting to see and we congratulate you I also think it's brilliant that you've uh, priced it low to begin with, Uh, so you're growing your school, but also, you know, you have to sort out the online payment thing and educate customers how to do that. But there is really a lack of trust and sending dirhams, a big amount of dirhams online is scary for a lot of a lot of people that haven't done that yet. And so you're starting it very small, It really minimizes the risk. It's only for one month. And then over time, they can set up something that's automatic or pay pay a larger amount uh, less regularly. But I really right. applaud you, you're doing a lot of things that are just really smart, really brilliant. And I I'm, I'm was very impressed with the quality of teachers and moderators that you have working with you. Um, very good levels of English and strong leaders and really knew how to run the breakout room, run the discussion, involve everybody. I was really, really impressed. So, just applaud you and wish you the best of success as you continue. Thank
1: you, Ryan. Um, a lot of business uh, ideas uh, I got from from watching this podcast, uh, Business in Morocco podcast, where you know I've watched so many, many episodes, uh, and I I put a lot of those into practice, like you said.
0: So, Zubir, awesome. tell tell our audience if they want to take classes online classes they want to work on their English how do they contact you how do they sign up
1: so there we have a website you know they can go to the website there is um, we we explain the whole process very simple
2: and the Tell,
0: tell
1: that, them tell them the yeah, website it's so it's exchange lab dot info X change info. we'll put that in the notes um, yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the first thing they have to do is to sit for a test it's it's for free uh, on the website they they sit for the test uh, you know uh, they get the score and they send us the score we determine the level we give them an idea about the class the time and, and everything and they pay they send us um a receipt of their payments and they're uh, ready to go
0: great all right. Well, thanks, uh, Zubir, for joining us for Thank this guys, uh, this roundtable about education. Uh, we'll stay in contact for sure. Uh, good luck with uh, with your school. Uh, stay safe there in Tetuan, and uh, yeah, we'll be talking to you soon.
1: Thank you. Talk to you Thank soon, you, guys. Zubir.